land to give a damn. I'm your host, Lindsay Evans. Woo! Woohoo! Give it up for me, everybody. Okay, okay, okay. Well, in case you can't tell, folks, it's uh, it's Friday night, and I'm feeling alive. And as I sit here in my studio closet, I think to myself, Lino, you've come a long way. And by that, I mean, my Friday nights used to consist of getting, um, you know, wet and wild in the club. And I say that truthfully, I really was a bit of a club rat there for a minute. And now, here I am in my walk-in closet that makes me feel like a GD princess, And I think to myself, you've made it because you're drinking wine out of a pink can and it's called the Our House is Your House, the original house wine, American carbonated wine, bright, fruity, flavorful, uh, vintage and packaged, pardon me, vintage and packed by the original house wine, Walla Walla, Washington, USA. That's right. Walla Walla, Washington. And um, here's what I have to say to that. Wes asked me, he's like, where did you get this? And I'll tell you that story later of how we came across uh, such a such a treasure. But he said to me, "Where'd you get this?" And I said, um, "I said I don't. I I got it at the convenience store." And he said, "What kind of wine is it?" And I'm like, "What's with the twenty questions?" Like, jeez. Uh, anyway, I still have no idea. I don't know if it's a rosé. I don't know if it's a red. I don't know if it's a white. I don't know if it's a blend. And that's one of my problems, you know, I just sort of, I wing it with, with the drinking and (laughs) it doesn't always work in my favor, but, um, it's Friday night. I'm here to celebrate. And I also realized at the same time that I'm wearing my sports bra inside out and that's, that's not to blame for the Walla Walla Washington wine. Um, you can't blame them because I got ready at like three, you know, in the afternoon today and yeah, I'm an early riser. Don't, you know, uh, it's just the way I live. And, um, so I took my top off because I was overheating from the dance moves that I was, I was singing to fast car, you know, fast car. You and a fast car. And I got a ticket to get us out of here. Working at a convenience store. Well, that's how it came up because after dinner at the fine dining restaurant Guapos um, here in Sherlington Village, which is a piece of trash, I'll have you know. However, the service is efficient AF. And um, you can't beat that. You can't beat a place that you roll up to at minute five after nine and that the food is on your plate literally 10 minutes after. I say to Wes, I say, how do they do this? How do they pull this off? He said, well, honey, don't you worry. I used to work at an Uncle Julio's. I know exactly how this works. And anyway, I don't want to share any trade secrets. I don't want to ruin their business model. But uh, let me just say, when he told me that he used to work at an, an Uncle Julio's, what a turn on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you've ever been in Uncle Julio's, I said, well, I hope you weren't the one in charge of keeping the floor clean because the floor is disgust, you guys. It's like little, it's like black carpet, literally, with little shards of chips all over the place and like probably Cheerios from some, you know, belligerent child. And I just like to remind everyone that I'm so grateful AF that through COVID, I don't have a baby embryo. Okay. (sighs) Moving right along. I saw the cutest little tattoo. Now I don't, I literally have never seen a tattoo I like, unless it's truly like artwork. There's this guy, his name's Dr. Wu. 
Wu, W-O-O. And he's a tattoo artist. And he's out of L.A. And he does super fine, like the finest needle, like so thin. It almost looks like uh, like he's using um, one of those pencils that's a clicky pencil. What are those called? Mechanical. A mechanical pencil um, to write on your skin for like a day. Like that's how thin they are. And I'm like, how do you even get this touched up, bro? I don't know. Point being, he does these gorgeous, like, like literally an illustration piece of art on your body. And like for him to do a half of an inch is like $4,000. Anyway, I'm like, I'd be down for that. But I see this tattoo that someone's gotten of their dog. And I think to myself, and by dog, I mean son. And I think to myself, if my son were to ever leave us, even though I am planning on getting him stuffed so that he will live with us still. I wonder, like, I don't think anything would stop me from getting that tattoo because that's how much I love him. My only question is, and it was gorgeous. It literally looked exactly like the dog. It was like one of those illustrations you see on Instagram that people like give their moms for Christmas. It was one of those uh, with the white fur and everything. You know, Emoji has so much white fur that I'm thinking, well, it's going to fade because I'm such an albino, but... um where could I put it? So here's what I'm thinking, you guys. I'm thinking I'll get the tiniest little like emoji medallion um, in my inner bicep, like by my armpit, so that if I wear literally any sort of blouse, that's where it will be. Or, gosh, it's, I'm looking at my, my phalanges right now. It's so hard to decide. It really is. Maybe I'll just get it right on my heart, like right on my upper... Um, pectoral muscle just like barely peeking out of my sports bra that would be super sexy oh yeah no I'm kidding it'd be disgusting but I'm married so you know Wes isn't in love with the idea of me getting a tattoo of our dog can't imagine why and um, you know in giving it some thought I think well he just needs to be pushed over the the edge because you know he'll get one too to uh, and who doesn't want a man with a little puppy tattoo on them? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it'll be like catnip to women, really. Catnip. Um, okay, so we've covered that. And now another thing I'd like to point out is you may have heard that I mentioned albinos. And I do apologize if I've offended any of my listeners who are who are, are albino or identify as albino. I know both can be very traumatic, and I do apologize. I'd also like to apologize to my ginger fan base because I know you're out there and... Wes said that my comments toward gingers were offensive. Now, I didn't think they were. I think they're flattering. I love, a, I've literally never met a ginger I don't like. I have tons of gingers in my family. And um, it is quite likely that if Wes and I were to ever accidentally procreate, we would, in fact, have ginger babies because we have ginger offspring on both sides, both of my nieces and nephew are and they're the freaking cutest and they're fiery and I'm obsessed with them um they are gingers as well my grandmother's a ginger cousin's a ginger I people thought I was a ginger when I was born so I take it as a positive folks I think it's gorgeous beautiful um red hair is stunning I have clients who have red hair Anyway, all I'm trying to say is I don't I don't even mean ginger's derogatory. I just think it's a cute word. Now, if I was calling you like a fire crotch, that might be a different situation. May he rest in peace. Um, there was a boy at my high school who the boys on the baseball team would call fire 
for short for for fire crotch and I never really liked that uh this poor boy I didn't really like that but he held his own but you know it's not it's not the best and um I'm anti-bullying so I don't want anyone to feel negatively about my ginger comments I honestly made it as a compliment Brandy Redman who's on Real Houses of Dallas I absolutely adore and I adore her friend who went into the closet with her and they if you may remember they compared gobblers and you can google what I mean by that um so you know no harm no foul that's all I mean and here I am celebrating a holiday that's all about the you know being red and being pink and it's that's called Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day, as the folks may say. So anyway, so we go into the 7-Eleven. OK, Wes, Wes makes a detour on our way home from this fine dining establishment called, called Guapos, which I'm quite amazed has not been one of the places to give me food poisoning this year. And he takes me back and he says, honey, we're making a detour. Actually, he doesn't say that at all. I feel like I'm being kidnapped. And he's I'm like, where are we going? He's not responding and he's just doing this little devilish grin and his tongue's going side to side like, I got you, I got you. And I'm like, literally, where are we? Like, I'm scared. Where are we going? And for some of you, this might sound alarming that I don't trust my husband. My husband is just, um, what can I say? He's wild. He lives life on the edge. And in the beginning, I found that incredibly attractive. And now I'm just afraid of him. So anyways, so... We go to the 7-Eleven. He's like, this is a nice 7-Eleven. I'm like, the fact that you can distinguish what is a nice 7-Eleven, what is not a nice 7-Eleven is so alarming. Like, that should have been a red flag. Um, and now it's just a part of my life. So um, we go into the 7-Eleven. And I said, listen, the fact that you took me on the secret detour, it's going to cost you, boo. He said, all right, charge it up. So he wants to get, like, wine because it's Friday night and he's trying to relax, get his relax on. And he was singing a song. Um, we often make up songs in our household. We're pretty musical. I, I, I don't mean to brag, but we're just incredibly musically inclined. And his song went a little something like this. It went like, um, it's Friday and it's happy hour. Oh, yeah. It's Friday and it's happy hour. Oh, yeah. Okay. But imagine that, but like incredibly tone deaf. And that was also a truly awful rendition and wildly embarrassing. But, okay, imagine that, but like really tone, like a person who's tone deaf. He's not tone deaf, but he just sang it as if he was. Okay. So I thought someone is jazzed up about the GD weekend. And then I say like, what are we trying to get into tonight, Bo? And he's like, I don't know, I was thinking we could go to Guapos down the street. And I'm like, the look on my face, you guys, my jaw dropped. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, Guapos? Like, we go there all the time. I thought I was getting, like, Washington, D.C. night, like a nice little, let me do my blowout. Hell no. Here are some yoga pants and my dirty sweatshirt I've been wearing all day. And I'll throw on a fur and I'll, I'll wear a Marc Jacobs handbag to pretend. But I'm not happy about this. Anyway, he's wonderful, but um, I don't love going there, is my point. Okay, so he surprises me to this with this detour. I mean, talk about keeping the romance alive. He surprises me with this detour to 7-Eleven, and I'm thinking, listen, bitch, if you are making me good with 7-Eleven on a Friday night, you're going to pay for it, boo. So back in the old days, I would have gotten a pack of Marlboro menthols, and uh, a couple of red, sugar-free Red Bulls, maybe some Nicorette gun, gum just to, you know, 
fire things up and see what might happen. Uh, what else would I get? Maybe a Mentos. Just, you know, who doesn't love a Mentos? You can always make a friend with a Mentos. And um, probably a roll of that bubble yum. Is that what it's called? That bubble yum tape? It's disgusting after one chew. But okay, so that. But it's just like fun to have. Bubba Wubba? I think it's called Bubba Wubba. It would pair nicely with Wubba Washington wine. Okay, so... Anyway, I go a different route. I'm thinking about, I'm having a Galentine's event. And so I'm thinking, I'm going to buy everything pink up in this bee. And this guy, he's going to get hurt by the fact that I've literally bought the store. He doesn't even mind. He's like, oh, sure. Okay. You want some pink gloves? I bought gloves, you guys. I was, sho- I was literally shopping for attire. I was looking at sunglasses. And by the way, the thrill this gave me, I felt like I was on supermarket sweep. The thrill this gave me to walk through a convenience store. I haven't done it in ages. I'm too busy on the Amazon and too busy on the Target shipped that I haven't actually physically been in a convenience store and I want to say a year. And because of what I would used to do is when I go in the gas station, I go in there, peruse around, find something useless I don't need to buy, buy it. And, um, you know, maybe get a lighter just for giggles and something cute. Like this is like, you know, Barbie on it or something. Or like a Disney princess on a lighter, like, you know, something very on brand. And, you know, I don't, those days are long gone because it's not like I'm riding around town all the time going on shopping appointments. So the thrill this gave me was unprecedented. And um, we had ourselves a hell of a date. Well, anyways, he wasn't wearing masks by accident. Okay, don't come for him. Okay, he's been wearing a mask all of the COVID and we went in and sorry, you know, we'd had a couple of margaritas. Sorry, just being human, just being an American and, you know, exercising our freedom. We'd had a couple of margaritas. I mean, we'll go in there and we forgot our masks. Okay. And he's like, oh, it's, it's okay. This guy doesn't mind if we don't wear masks. I'm like, again, how the hell do you know that? But I'm choosing to overlook it because I love my life. And so... Um, I maybe should edit that out. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> so so we go in there and there's no issue. And he says, "Ugh, this woman was just eyeing me down. I had to, I had to get out of there." So he checks out before me. Okay, so now my whole pile of pink stuff, which by the way, here's what I got: strawberry wafers, duh, four packs. Um. The watermelon O's, you know, they're like the peach O's, but they're like, there's like a watermelon flavor. I got two packs of those. I got a Starburst Favorites pack, which I don't, I haven't opened yet, but I'm thinking it's red and pink. And then I also got, oh, I got this Wawa Washington booze, which appears to be a bubbly rosé. Excuse me one second. Thank you very much. Mm. God, that goes down smooth. I feel like I'm back at the lake. My late click knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, and there was one other item. Mm. There wasn't. Okay. Anyway, so whatever. So point being, you guys, you can have a hell of a, I would love to see a project runway happen from a 7-Eleven. Like that would be a freaking thrill. Such a thrill. 
And I've really had a lot of design ideas lately, and that's really none of your business, but I just, um, I'm just getting really inspired by the mundaneness of life and wish I had more construction skills under my belt, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. Okay. So, um, I want to talk some shows. First of all, there's a little show called The Bachelor, and I intend to do a time of when I see, or, uh, I'm sorry, a post of when I see, you know, the girls I like and what I think of them. But then I always feel like, oh, you know, people think I'm like bullying people. And I'm like, if I were a gay guy, I would not be getting shit about any of the stuff I said. So just everyone just cool your jets. Okay. Imagine me as a man. And most people, a lot of people do already imagine me that way because I have very masculine energy. Okay. So, um, that MJ, you know, you may have seen her. She's the one with the wily, the wily blonde locks, curly and, you know, what? So anyway, I'm watching it with Wes this week. I badger him into watching it with me. He's like, sure, darling, anything to get you off my back. And so I watch it with him this week and he says, who is that girl? I'm like, what do you mean? Didn't you listen to my podcast last week? He's like, of course I did. I'm like, right. And do you remember the girl I said would be my best friend? He's like, uh, uh-huh uh-huh no I'm kidding he listened and he knew and he was like oh this is the girl you thought would be best friend I'm like yeah it's like why her and I'm like have we met I love a crazy bitch I'm like hello have we met like he's like why because she's like a hairstylist and she's like ratchet and I'm like yeah lit- yes literally everything about her is attractive to me as a human being like everything the pageant person, I probably wouldn't even talk to. I wouldn't even give her the time of day. And that's not to be discri- discriminatory or prejudiced. It's just I, I know what that's all about and I have no interest. I want to know why you have black circles under your eyes. And so call it a shortcoming or call it a strength. I'm feeling it about myself. And so anyways, I show him her. And then there were a couple other people I want to discuss. Let me just pull up my photos. Bear with me here. Oh, the deaf girl. Um, what a what a doll she is. Also, she seems maybe to perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't say this. I was gonna say that she seems to maybe be of a mixed descent, and but now that I'm looking at her again, I'm like maybe not. But I just have to say, literally every bitch at the party had on those thin silver Claire's hoops. And, you know, that's very much something you wear when you're 23. Okay. And then you retire them when you're, when you get to about 26 and you're making more than $60,000 a year, you're not wearing a ratchet Claire's hoop. And that's just, if you're a woman that's under 24 right now, I need you to retire your silver thin hips because they're making you look like an absolute trash bag. And though this deaf girl is probably the classiest, most delightful, lovely little sherbet in her orange dress, she is honestly one of my favorites, truly. And she gives me that Christina vibes. Remember Christina from Nick Vial's season who ended up being like a little bit of a ratchet hoe? But for a time, she was... um. The one who was, like, from Russia and adopted and, like, basically would have been a prostitute. Now we see that she was just, like, voluntarily prostituting herself on The Bachelor. Yeah. 
her she like this deaf girl gives me a little bit of that vibe where it's like oh she's very crispy clean at this moment we haven't seen her on bachelor in paradise yet wait for a boo but at this moment we love her and think um you know she could be a great bachelorette and imagine having a bachelorette with a disability so she really needs to not fuck it up she needs to get in third place or second place and not fall in love but get close enough to getting us to believe that she's in love and do something messy and not go on bachelor in paradise hold oops pardon me hold out um but, you know, that's the same mistake Hannah Ann made. Remember Hannah Ann, you guys? Probably not. She's boring as shit. Um, she didn't go on Bachelor in Paradise. By the way, Bachelor in Paradise cannot come soon enough. I'm like, it's all I want and all I need. Don't try and tell me that Love Island is fulfilling this avoid in my life or love is blind if puerto rico's open and mexico is open and lackluster people i know are going to the mexico and cameron westcott's gone to mexico about 15 times we can shoot bachelor in covid in paradise okay so let's get it popping hopefully they already are okay then there's the kit kit is the daughter of this is wrong i want to say cynthia rally but i think it's wrong anyway some designer in I know it's going to come to me after I record a designer in the New York and a designer that's Nanette Lepore. Maybe it is Cynthia Rowley. Anyway, who cares? Okay, whatever. She's cute. Cute girl. A little fashion influencer girl. A little bit of a privileged a-hole. Don't think they have much in common, but he's like, I love being with you. And I'm thinking, you do? Because I don't even like watching her. What do you love about being with her? So I'm thinking she must give a good make out. Like her tongue must know some tricks. I think it's a little bit of a widely minx. Also, I think there's a little bit of an, like wanting to attain. Attain or obtain? Anyway. What is the word I'm trying to say? Attainability? I'm trying to ask like, oh, aspire. There's a little bit of like an aspiration vibe there where it's like, okay, she's like a rich upper. She's a gossip girl. She is Upper East Side, I think, or West Side. You get it. Chuck Bass, like Chuck, she's Chuck Bass. Oh my God. Now that I'm looking at her, she looks like the female Chuck Bass. This is, that's jarring. That's jarring. You're not going to be able to unsee it, you guys. She is the female Chuck Bass. I'm starting to wonder if they're related. Okay. And then there's Queen Victoria who's insecure and uh, love Matt. Love him. But he's not a great actor. And he's pretending to care with her. And he's very nice. And I, I by the way, you know he's not this nice in the club. Because I'm like, have you been playboying for, um, how long did he say? Years, basically. Since, since his dad left or something. So 15 to 28 or whatever he is, he's been a playboy. And you know that Tyler Cameron doesn't have a clean slate. We know he doesn't. His BFF Tyler. So, um, you know, he's he's been a play and he's like, yeah, I just, you know, I really, I just want, I'm just going to be open and honest. It's like, and you're telling me that this guy's ready to get married. He hasn't had a girlfriend in fucking 15 years and he's ready to be a husband. Please. He'll be lucky if he ends up with a two year relationship out of this. But I mean, I'm sure he will. Then they'll break up. Then I'll give the ring back. Or they won't, oh, they won't have to give the ring back. Pardon me, because it'll be after the two-year mark. They won't have to give the ring back. And so now, um, 
you know, they're both, he's going to work for ESPN and it's going to be kosher. Okay. Just get in the podcast already, you guys. I'm over it. Um, and speaking of sad people that have podcasts, did you guys know that Jade and Carly, that's right, Carly, who married Evan, the penis specialist, they have a podcast called Mommy, Just Mommy, Just Mommies or Mommy and Me or something or Mommy's, Mommy's Chatting or something. You guys, the podcast has a lower rating than my five star show. And by the way, if you're a hater, just tune out. Don't give me a lower rating, you jealous bee. I am not interested. Um, they have like a 4.3 and their last episode was August 2020 and they have a podcast deal. Like what is wrong in the world? Uh, anyway, I, I need to publicize this more. Okay, whatever. So so they have a podcast and then, and then oh my God, you know who else has one? It's so embarrassing. I, have, I can't even bring myself to listen because it's so fucking embarrassing Chris Randone who married that girl Crystal from The Bachelor they were in Bachelor in Paradise together fell in love and he was like you were like a friend to be and like showed me like the putting on this tough guy act isn't cool whatever and then Mike who is one of the black guys who was being considered to be the next you know the first black bachelor but it was like he's creepy oh he's the one that dated Demi Lovato you guys for like a minute and it was like embarrassing dude Demi Lovato has the most embarrassing life and I feel bad even saying that because she's been so suicidal but the thing is it's like yeah because of the people that you're surrounding yourself with have I told you guys a story about when I was asked to go on tour with her it was like God intervened God herself intervened because I got a call one day. Well, you know, when you're in this tour life for a while, you get to know people and people say, hey, are you available to do like a a tour job? I'm like, oh my God, I would love to, you know, do it. I'd only been on tour kind of like a halfway one time. And, but I'd had a ton of experience and knew that like I could handle it. So I um, said, yeah, like put me in touch. And this is also a really weird moment in my career where I'm telling you baby Jesus himself inter- intervened because I hadn't been working for about two months, which was unheard of. And in the fourth month of those of that span, I met Wes and moved. So uh, I, I think I wasn't getting work because of the baby Lord uh, herself. And so, so anyway, so I get this call from her manager. He sets up a call. And he's like, hey, have you been like, a, have you done tour wardrobe before and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I have. Um, I've done a lot of like press wardrobe and I've done a full, you know, uh, international tour, but I've never done like a circuit, like a domestic circuit. Um, and he's like, okay, would you mind, would you mind like setting up her room and stuff, like setting up her room and like putting out some candles? And I'm thinking, I said, I'm sorry, her room? And he's like, yeah, you know, like her green room where like just maybe like hanging some scarves and like making it cozy and I'm so, I'm, what? I'm like, um, no, that's not a problem. I wouldn't mind doing that at all. No problem. And I'm thinking in my head, what the actual fuck? She doesn't have a personal assistant who does that? Like what? That's, uh, or a grip or anyone else in the tour that can handle that? It honestly seemed to me like management 
like couldn't put that in her rider or something because normally like these artists have a rider where when they go to a different venue it's like that's implied or you have someone on the tour who's specifically like your craft services person who like has your snacks and like make sure you have your proper food and also like tends to things like your comfortability so they're asking me to do it and I'm thinking Actually, bitch, if I have to watch out this person's leotard crotch in a sink in the middle of Iowa, I don't think I'm going to be able to hang up a goddamn tapestry and nail it to the wall, um, you know, for the next morning in Cincinnati. Like, actually disgust. But okay, that was before she went back in rehab, you guys. And I'm like, <gasps> maybe she would have tried to pressure me into drugs. Like, maybe uh, Joe Jonas would have come back and, you know, interfered and I wouldn't have been able to marry Wes as I had met Joe Jonas. Like, who knows? What could have happened? What a nightmare that would have been. Because he's so short. Uh, I'm kidding. Okay, so anyways. So, you get it. So, they call me back and they're like, hey, we decided to go with someone else who had done, like, a couple more tours than you. And I was so bummed because I thought, oh, God. But then she went into rehab and I was like, what a blessing in disguise. And I'd actually crossed paths with her a couple of years before because um, I was asked to, like, do something for a good to go do some pulls for a fitting for her and get her some stuff and, you know, deliver it. And she's just really psycho through her fittings. Not because not because it's, she's psycho, but just because, you know, she has some body image stuff and finding something she likes is really difficult and that's why she switched stylists like a hundred thousand times and anyone knows all the smart girls stay with the same stylist because you really learn someone's body and like can create like a through line for them based on what you know from doing so many fittings with them and every time you switch it up it's like a big learning curve so okay that that's the end of my spiel however I'm so blessed I didn't get that job. And sometimes I have to say, this is like one of my greatest lessons in life is that when you miss out on an opportunity that you're so pissed about and you swear it was meant for you and you know you could crush it. That's the other thing. It's like, can I dress Demi Lovato for her tour? Is that a joke? Like, is that a joke? Obviously I can. Um, because I have the experience. It's not like arrogance. It's just I simply, I just simply have the experience and I can do it. Um, but that redirection was, turns out to be the best thing that happened in my life. So, you know, two months later I met Wes and my life changed forever. So anyway, um, RIP Demi. And, you know, then she, then she breaks into song about, I feel stupid when I sing. Nobody's listening to me. And I have to say, she's right. Not a lot of people are listening when she sings and it's sad. It's sad that she had to write a song about that. I'm I'm saddened because she has a great voice and not very good artistry in which her and her management choose good songs for her. And I, I do think she's limited that way. I think it has nothing to do with how much she weighs. And then she chooses these thirsty ass guys who um just want you know her for her fame like that weirdo max that like went in front of paparazzi and was like crying on the beach okay how did we get here oh because mike johnson from the bachelorette dated her well that's another thing like don't lower your standards to reality tv people and speaking of lowering your standards let's all take a moment of silence for this jay cutler madison 
nightmare that is a nightmare. Kristen should be demanding spousal support just for the night, the PR nightmare that this literally is. It's like we had just started to forget that Kristen was a reality girl. We were just thinking like, oh, she's just famous. Like she's just famous. (sighs) You guys, this is such a setback. And then that her colorist, Justin Anderson, was like, I'm not dealing with this with my friends like this. I'm not going there, you guys. Like, literally stop coming for me. I don't give a shit. This person is so toxic and ugly talking about Madison. Like, what adult reveals text of another adult? It's like, you guys, you're in, this is the most embarrassing and you're making it worse by giving it this much weight. Like, a girl that's been on Southern Charm one season versus Kristen who had her own show, hosts the Emmys. Like, why do we care? And I'll tell you why they care. I'll tell you exactly why they care. Because Madison has been on Kanye's workout plan. And she is snatched AF. That hair color is popping. And Kristen's feeling like shit about herself right now. Let me tell you. She's had one too many apple martinis. She's she's fucking hungover. She looks like she's turning into Jeff Dye. And even the picture with Jay where she's like, 10 years, can't break that. Um, she looks drunk as fuck. And I just want to say, you know, uh, to get her into a program, I'm concerned. I don't think it's outrageous for me to be concerned about her well-being given the current state of her eyeshadow. And speaking of eyeshadow, lest we mention Britney Spears. Now, I, I don't believe that I mentioned to you on our last call chat that Britney Spears happened to, uh, get her hair cut the same day as me. Did I mention this? I'm sorry if I did. I don't I, You guys, I don't know. I'll, I'll try to be brief. But the thing is, when when a Britney Spears gets her hair cut the same day as me, and I do want to note that at one point in my life, I had a nickname, and that nickname was B-Love because um, my hair was off in a ratchet mess at the club, and my moves looked a lot like Britney. And that's not something I'm ashamed of. That's something I wear as a badge of honor. So, uh... Brittany cuts her hair the same day as me. And it's honestly triggering because I'm thinking, first of all, I'm adjusting to this lifestyle change. I know you have a lot of lifestyle things that are not changing. So like, why did you have to do it today? Because we can't both do a post on the same day. It's like the people won't know who to comment. Like, no one will know what to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's upsetting. It's like me and Jessica Simpson, like, releasing our book on the same... You know what I mean? It's just, like, it's too much for everyone. Okay, so anyway, so we got over that, though. And um, I saw lately that she has call 911 in her eyelashes. It's, like, written in her eyelashes. Have you guys seen this? Now, this is from a couple months ago, but I somehow missed that in the Free Britney movement, that she had the call 911 in her eyelashes. And I'd be willing to bet, you know, I know people who sleep in their mascara for days on end and... um. I'd be willing to bet that perhaps this is one of those situations where she just popped one too many clonopin and lorazepam and thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to layer it on again. I'm going to do another layer. And it might, maybe, maybe today it's the blue mascara and that created a dimension that made it start looking like letters. I could see that happening, couldn't you? I could. I absolutely could. So that's where we stand on that. Um, all right. So getting back to the telly. Uh, The Bachelor, guys, I really don't care. I feel Mari, the girl from Maryland. Oh, she's so Maryland, you guys. She is so Maryland, and I love that about her. Like, 
thank you casting for representing cities for what they're like. Like, can Real Housewives, like, take a note that I want a bitch who looks like the place where it, she is from? That's not stereotyping. Actually, I think it is. I, I want stereotypes. Whatever happened to those? Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. I want people to be stereotyped. I want a girl from LA to look like a girl from LA. And I want a, which they do. And I want a girl from Maryland to look like a girl from Maryland. Okay. Actually, The Bachelor does a really good job of that. They're very antiquated. Um, but Real Housewives needs to take note. Like, Andy Cohen's taking it too far. And I agree with Kelly Dodd that some people want to cancel Andy. And I'm, uh, we're teetering over here. We're teetering. I love his calming voice. And I hate a lot of other things about him. Okay. So, with that being said. So, The Bachelor's boring. But I feel like Mari is going to be a silent killer. And I'm just really looking forward to her pouncing on Mike because you know once she gets the chance to pounce on Mike, she's one of those girls that has sexual powers. Like, her vag is made of magic and she's absolutely going to perplex him, I think, under her spell. Now, Wes would disagree with me because he thinks I have positively the worst taste in bachelor people. Um, and he's not wrong. He's actually been proven right. He's not just like a mean person. Wes is not mean. But he thinks that I um, am sorely misguided in the people that I choose. And to that I say, you know, F you. Because I am redeeming myself this year. And I know that Mari is going to go the distance. But who I really think is going to win is this girl whose name I don't freaking know. What is her name? I have a picture of her right here. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, do I? I have my BFFMJ. I've got the deaf girl whose name I don't know. Ah, oh, what is it? It's the gorgeous brunette. You guys know who I'm talking about. She's stunning. Her face is perfectly symmetrical. And to her parents, I say round of applause for breeding in the right direction. I mean, that is a purebred right there. I think she's the one that cried during the prayer. I mentioned her last time. I'll think of her name, you guys. And by, and listen, by the time the season's over, we'll know it. It'll be great. Um, She's going to win. But this Mari is going to go the... She's, I feel that she's going to get to an overnight. And my prediction, I believe, is that Matt will pork all three girls in the overnight. Maybe four girls. Honestly, I think he's down for it. I don't think he's that serious about getting a wife. I think he wants to do a sampling. And I think Taisha was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant human being for not porking any of the guys that weren't going to be her husband because that's the big killer. When JoJo revealed that she had porked everyone, including that idiot Robbie, who's just an embarrassment with the Sheena Shea, um, I thought, don't bring that up. I mean, not to have the antiquated values... You now boned Robbie, and that's wildly embarrassing, not only for you, but for, like, your family, the world, your husband, Jordan Rogers, who doesn't love you, and honestly, the whole family over there at HGTV, that they're, the network they're on, how, I mean, that's, like, PR they can possibly not overcome. He's bounced around to every goddamn reality TV show. He's on the Siesta Key now, which, by the way, pure gold. Um, I just want to make a quick comment, you guys. I watched the OC Housewives reunion. And Bronwyn gave Stella 
offered is crack cocaine. And it just really, really, really gave me the heebie-jeebies. I found that so sad. And there was just no need for Shannon to discuss that. By the way, I hate Bronwyn. And I think she's a total narcissist. But I don't think that excuses bringing up something so dark as, you know, offering cocaine to a child. Um, And... With that said, I don't watch these shows to uh, delve into darkness. I want to laugh and think things are funny. And that is why I've been loving Real Housewives of Salt Lake because everything's been pretty above board, like silly ridiculous. And anyone that says they don't like Real Housewives of Salt Lake, like I don't feel that I can trust you anymore, like in my life. I just feel that you and I have a disconnect and we need to break up because we don't have the same values and I need to be friends with people with the same values. Now, granted, this episode was devastating to me because it's the precursor to the finale. And first of all, how the fuck did we get here? I can't believe we're at a finale episode. It's devastating to me. It's devastating to you. And second of all, I hate that everyone's against Jen, my girl in the green Gucci jumpsuit. And listen, boo, if you're going to wear a Versace headscarf, um, a Valentino clutch, and a, a Gucci jumpsuit and belt, like, all I can do is give you ups. And everyone says they hate her. And to be honest with you, I'm like, what's not to love? Uh, this person is a primetime gem. So, Shaw Squad for life. Shaw amazing. I miss you guys. I love you guys. Great app. I had fun with you guys today. Um share please share rate review subscribe like just tell all the freaking people you know you guys it really 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 helps me and keeps me going keeps me motivated to do this so holler at me also if you want merch i'm starting to think about merch i can make um i want to hear about merch you'd love to have maybe sweats or i don't know wine bottles or whatever I, whatever let me know okay love you bye-bye